0: You're listening to the Capitol Press Room, and we're continuing our examination of the state budget. Now we're turning our attention to funding in the $229 billion spending plan that specifically addresses the needs of families and their kids. To do that, we're joined by State Senate Children and Families Committee Chair Jabari Brisport, a Brooklyn Democrat. Welcome back to the show, Senator. Always great to be here, Dave. So I want to start with some good news for families, and specifically families with kids under the age of four. Can you explain the change in the state tax code that could potentially benefit them?
1: Yeah, so as of this budget, New York will be extending the Empire State Child Tax Credit to families with children under four years old. This has been something that's been standard with the federal uh, child tax credit for a while now. But for some reason, New York's child tax credit was only starting at four and above. So we're now including those additional children.
0: And what's the practical ramification of this? Does this mean we're going to be sending out checks to families? Does it mean their tax liability is decreased? What is the practical ramification of this?
1: Uh, More money in working families' uh, pockets
0: with up to uh, $330 um, per child. And is there an income qualification on this, or will all New Yorkers who have kids under the age of four be able to reap the benefit? All New Yorkers. And when you think now of this credit and its role in combating child poverty more broadly, are you content with what we've finally achieved, or do there need to be additional changes, like an expansion of the benefit that you mentioned uh, currently tapping out at $330 per year?
1: Yeah, you know where the three thirty comes from was a sort of cap of one third of the federal, and that tied to back when the federal was one thousand mm-hmm. dollars. So a third of a thousand is three thirty. Um, and then I think several years ago, the federal government started going up to two thousand dollars, but ours was still capped at three thirty, even though that's much less than a third of, of the federal amount. So I, I do think we
0: could go further and put more money into it. Does it make sense to go to a third of two thousand dollars? Should we be talking six hundred and sixty-six dollars? Absolutely. Well, let's turn to other highlights in the budget. Anything else that you're particularly excited about that made it into this final spending plan? Yeah, there's been a child welfare housing subsidy
1: that we've been working on for a while, uh, unchanged for the past 3 decades that basically um gives housing subsidies to uh families that are tied with the child welfare system or you know youth that are aging out of foster care and it was around $300 for for decades and we got it raised to to 725. Um, which, you know, is is not everything, but definitely will make a huge difference.
0: What's the practical ramification of that? Because, like you said, it's not everything. Will it make the difference for enough families? Is it small enough, though, that it's not going to make a big dent? How do you think about something like this?
1: yeah you know for every single family that it matters for, it counts so it's just it's a subset of people that um, that need it that are currently tied up in the the child welfare system or, or the youth that are aging out of, of foster care and you know there's there's no apartment that is 725 dollars um that you know that's on the market that that I know of, but you know for for people that are engage, you know engaged or caught up in this welfare system, you know absolutely minimizing the trauma that their kids might endure is is important, and so making sure
0: that their their housing situation is stable um, this will help with that. And is this a, a statewide program? Because seven hundred twenty-five dollars, as you were implying, is not going that far in New York City, but some places in upstate that's going to put a real big dent in your potential rent. True, it's a statewide program. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's not. It's not regional based. Anything else that you're particularly excited about on the families and children front in the budget, or is it time to turn to maybe the unfinished uh, business or the? piecemeal accomplishments in the budget.
1: Oh, there are some other good wins, too, um, in child care, in ensuring that there is you know at least something for the workforce um, to, to help keep them uh, afloat, and providers as well, uh, in addition to a pilot program for uh, undocumented kids, which is really critical. I know last year we weren't able to cover... Uh, undocumented kids in the expansion of child care, uh, while New York City was able to do it, New York City made the promise in YC program um, to do child care for undocumented kids, and it was it was time for the state to to figure something out statewide. And so there's a pilot program that should be that should be helpful.
0: What is the goal of the pilot program? Is it supposed to serve as a demonstration that a, a larger, broader program covering all undocumented children can work? What is the goal of it? It's funny you ask because in in my opinion the uh, the The fact that New
1: York City had a working program served enough as a pilot, but in budget negotiations, what we
0: were able to win from the governor was a pilot program instead of a a full rollout statewide. So should we not really think of the word pilot as a potential test, but more of a substitute word for here's how much money you're going to get? It basically amounts to a pilot? I think you hit the nail on the head. Gotcha. And you mentioned the idea of investing in workforce uh, in the child care sector. And during the pandemic, a lot of the workforce investments have consisted of stabilization money, essentially to keep these organizations from having the water just completely go over their heads. Is this more of that, more about dealing with the present emergency? Or do you view these workforce investments in the budget as investments for a longer term future?
1: There are emergency bonuses yet again. And there's two ways to think about that. One being that we do have uh, some still federal stimulus dollars that are unspent that need to get out the door. But also understanding that, you know, this every single year we're back in the same place of giving a one-time infusion to spend on, on bonuses or retention grants or whatever you want to call it. It's all different forms of one-time money infusions instead of something consistent. Um, that is not sustainable for the industry.
0: Well, then what would you have liked to see in this budget as it pertains to rebuilding the state's childcare workforce?
1: Something we put in the Senate's one house was based on a um, program program in DC, which invested enough to raise wages for every childcare worker by $12,000, and we put that in our one house, you know, with an ultimate goal of saying that childcare workers need to be paid like the educators there are, but let's start here with a, a boost of $12,000 per worker and and work our way up to you know paying them at parity with with public school teachers, but that was not included. That 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 you know the governor negotiated that out of of the uh, final budget.
0: And negotiated out because what she made the argument that the state just doesn't have enough money to pay for it? That was an argument across the board, is that she did not want to pay
1: for things. Um, I'm of the opinion that we should tax the rich and expand the size of the budget. So, you know, for example, at this table, we could do more for for child care providers, but across many other topics as well. But um, the the governor refused to engage on a lot of new taxes.
0: And, And in talking about new taxes, the governor basically argued that we didn't need to raise new taxes or raise existing taxes uh, because we had the money to fund everything that the state needed. It sounds like if that's her argument, then she really had no interest in finding money to spend uh, on things like the child care workforce then. Am I making too much of an intuitive loop?
1: No, that's that's pretty much on it. Yeah, we have differences of opinion of what New York needs. Many of us in the legislature, myself, have a much more expansive view of what we can be doing, uh, and it requires new taxes on the ultra-wealthy, millionaires and billionaires. Um, The governor did not want to tax them and has a smaller vision for New York.
0: Is it possible that the child care workforce could instead be paid by the rhetorical lip service that the governor pays (laughs) to the child care industry and the importance of it, especially when talking about her own experience raising children? Is it possible they could put food on the table using that? You know, as much as I wish that they could, that is, that's not possible. Okay, good. I just thought I would check that off my my list of possible (laughs) um, ways to fund child care. What about the subsidies themselves? Has there been any changes to the amount that families can get to help pay for the exorbitant cost of child care or changes to who qualifies for subsidies? Yes. So we went up from 300% of the federal poverty level up to
1: 85% of the state median income in everyday terms. What that means is if you take your typical family of four, two parents, two kids – to qualify for subsidies, you would probably have to have a household income
0: of the mid 80s. Look at you doing math on the fly here. Oh. <laughs> I'm looking at you. That's okay. This is impressive. I Keep was, going. I was a math teacher before I was a senator. I okay. No need to brag. Um, Keep going. <laughs> it was it was middle school math, so that's a, hum-
1: <laughs> a humble brag. Um, but now it's, uh, I think, a family that's, you know, a family of four making it in the, the mid 90s around 93000 So that's an increase. Um, and then in terms of the co payments, I think we had capped them at seven or 10% last year, but this year they're going down to 1%.
0: And one of the recurring concerns I've heard uh, about the subsidies is that they are not necessarily reflective of the cost uh, of care, in part because of the way that traditionally we've calculated how much child care costs to provide. Has there been any movement uh, on that issue in the budget or outside the budget to actually reset the, the levels and the way that the state thinks about the, the cost of child care? So maybe we're actually paying something that's more reflective of what it costs?
1: Yeah, not in this budget, but that's critical. I mean, the current amount we pay, and when we're thinking of subsidies, is enough to pay workers less than what they're worth, and in most cases pay a lot of child care workers minimum wage. So if we're talking about paying them what they're worth and paying them like teachers, then we need to drastically increase the amount we're subsidizing into into the industry. There have been, you know, various studies. A lot of um, advocacy groups looking into the various cost of what it might be in different models for doing that. And there is no way about it. We we can't just wait for the federal um, government to to give us, you know, a certain amount of money. Like it requires New York State to step it up.
0: So in these budget negotiations, the governor was basically holding out for changes to pretrial detention and changes to charter schools and for a little while changes to housing policies in new york do you think the legislature should have held out for more action on some of the issues that we've talked about where the funding you know falls short of the vision that lawmakers like yourself have for addressing things like child poverty
1: yeah, I, I, I do think we should have. I feel like there's still a message being um, lost on, on the governor of what the, uh, the root cause of the child care crisis is, which is lack of payment um, or lack of enough pay for, for workers. And you could even hear during her state of the state her accurately claiming that, you know, I think only she said only 10% of people who qualify for child care um, actually you know get the child care and get the subsidies and blame that solely on complicated application programs. So that's a part of it, right? There is a, too much means testing. It is complicated. But a lot of the issue is there actually are just not enough childcare workers. And there are literally empty classrooms in childcare centers across the state where providers are saying, I would like to take on more kids, but I don't have enough child care workers to teach them. And so you're going to go on a wait list until I get enough teachers. And we can't get enough childcare teachers because they're having trouble staying in the field because it pays minimum wage or,
0: you know, something very, very low. So then what's your response at the end of the day to fighting these constant battles and not necessarily bringing home the victories that you imagine. Does it make you want to fight harder or does it make you want to hang up your jersey and call it uh, quits? Oh, I would never quit on the childcare workforce. I mean, this is, this is such a
1: critical battle for, for New York State and, and nationwide, but, you know, we're, we're in New York State and, you know, I do think like it's, it's a big fight and it's an expensive fight but money well spent. But things like this take time, and we'll have to come back next year stronger with a very clearer message on what the demand is and why the, the status quo is not working, these consistent yearly one-time emergency infusions of cash.
0: Well, does the landscape need to get even worse before more lawmakers and the governor see the issue uh, the way you do right now? No, I mean, it does not need to get worse, but it will um, if we keep on doing
1: the same thing. And childcare providers, you know, have to keep shutting their doors. I, I think you know surveys have gone out saying up to a third of childcare providers are, are worried about having to close their business in the next year just because it's not sustainable what they what they have right now. And I've been fighting against childcare you know providers having to close in my own, my own district or be shuttered or or combined into them for for lack of teachers.
0: Well, we've been speaking with State Senate Children and Families Committee Chair Jabari Brisport. He is a Brooklyn Democrat, Senator. Thank you so much for making the time. I Really appreciate it. Thanks, David. Appreciate it. And for more Capital Press Room content, visit capitalpressroom.org or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. And if you listen to us from an Apple device, make sure to leave us a rating and a review so it helps other people find the show.
1: Support for the Capitol Press Room provided by the Independent Power Producers of New York. IPNY's annual Clean Energy Spring Conference and Showcase is set for May 9th and 10th at the Albany Capital Center. More information at IPPNY.org.